All right, everybody, welcome back to another week of Ghost in the Scene, certified ghost-friendly podcast, Audio Sage, for all you guys out there, X's and Y's. I'm your host, Gio Chumpatazzi, and I'm back with my co-host, Rob Thomas. Rob, how are you? Gio, it's such a privilege to be with you another week. Uh, you know, it is an inspiring time right now. <laughs> Whoa. Ugh. Oh, man, I got to drink some more holy water actually because obviously i have some sort of demon lodged in my throat because they don't want me to tell the truth probably that mucinex demon you see on the commercials yeah that's real life those are real life demons they're showing you guys okay hail mary hail mary hail mary okay just said a few hail marys that's good and uh yeah i think i'm ready to go see this is what we're we're up against geo you know here i was coming in thinking that you know we're spreading the good word um lots of big stuff i said you know things were going good but then all of a sudden you know a ghost just came up and attacked my my throat chakra and god you know these are the times we're living in you know we can't let our guard down because there's ghosts always around the corner i mean think about the proliferation of ufc fighting in culture you think ghosts don't watch too you think ghosts aren't learning how to do arm bars and how to do, you know, takedowns. I I think that they're watching. I think that they're probably the only ones in the stadiums right now because they're closed to the public. All those empty seats, they're not going to waste. They're going to ghosts. So yeah, I think that when you when you're talking about the attacking of your throat chakra, that is a classic, you know, chokehold, rear naked choke from a ghost. And I don't want to blame anybody for, for that. You know, UFC is a sport. I respect it. It's it's like chess, but with a lot of more blood. And like, you know, how the Vikings used to play chess, probably. But I, I, I will say that uh, I feel the ghosts are getting a lot stronger and more strategic in the way they attack. You know, I'm getting a lot more ghost kicks to the groin lately. And Ooh. there's no ref to call that, to call that a foul. So um, I'm going to go ahead and just say, you know, Joe Rogan, as a commentator, you need to, to have some kind of discretionary talk with the ghosts around in the stadium just to say, you know, this is all, you know, entertainment. You cannot, you know, don't do this at home. I know you do that for people. You should do that for ghosts as well. It would be the responsible thing to do. And, you know, as you said, Joe, we know they're filling the, those stadiums up. You know, we, we live in a capitalistic society. You think they'd really just let those seats sit empty? No, no way. So astral projectors and, you know, probably invisible people and ghosts. That's probably who's filling up the entire entirety of the seats. And that's something that we have to, as a society, come to terms with that we have been in a, in a way, erased from the culture that exists in the COVID world. All of these nightclubs, they're thumping, they're bumping, but it's all, you know, they're probably in negative degree weather because of all the ice sprites that are out there dancing, of all of the, the ghosts that need to, you know, when you have cold air, that's when, you know, when ghosts are more likely to come around. And actually, there's a whole phenomenon where you get cold in a certain area, there's a cold area that signifies a ghost. So if they just turn down the, the temperature, more ghosts will come. 
So all of these nightclubs, all of these five dining restaurants are being filled to the brim with ghosts. They don't need humans anymore. We have, in fact, become the new ghosts of this society. Yeah, I mean, everyone, exes, wise, let that sink in. Mm. You know, what does it mean to be a ghost now? To, to not exist in the eyes of popular culture, to be kind of laughed at. For yes. to say that you're not real, you know, we don't have to pay attention to you. Uh, this is a new reality we're all having to live in. You know, the, the shoe is on the other foot, everybody. Like, you make zombies more important than babies, than children going to school, than, you know, the local bartender. You make zombies more at the front of a line than the school teacher. Yeah, we feel left out of society now. And I'm going to say it, you know, I I fear for the day when we want to take back our our place at at the top of the pyramid because it's going to be a bloodbath. I want peace between all of the cryptids and humanity and the interdimensional people. I want peace. So our show is going to try to navigate and pioneer that peace treaty because you know they're going to come to us they're going to copy us they always do so at the end of the day it, it comes down to to rob and i and our response to it and i think we're doing a great job so far even acknowledging it it's the first step you know and i'd say this episode you know joe i we, we promised our, our good friends we dedicate it to them so this show goes out to daft punk Yes. who had to call it quits for over 20 years of producing some some real thumpers, real, you know, mm -hmm. boogie music. And they had to call it quits because they were going to go back to the club. But guess what? Mm. Overrun by the ghosts. So, you know, no one is safe in this environment. We're talking about not good ghosts some good ghosts i'm sure are go to clubs but we're talking about ghosts that freely will possess people to dance this is something that happens and especially when you're in a, a club full of ghosts that are trying to dance and they want to really express themselves they will inhabit someone's body and honestly i've seen it at many weddings many receptions where somebody will be dancing and and in a snap of a finger their entire demeanor changes, their eye color changes, and they just start salsa dancing. They start doing moves from the you know 1600s, and it's not them anymore. And that's the issue that Daft Punk was getting into. You know, they go to these clubs, they're performing for these ghosts in sub-zero conditions. Luckily, they had their robot masks on, or they would have frozen to death. And I think that's the the fear is that they would have gotten possessed and started making music because there are ghost musicians that do the same thing. You know, I've seen John Mayer many times playing a, a, a guitar solo and he looks like Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix loves to inhabit John Mayer. I think they have some kind of symbiotic relationship. But I don't think Daft Punk wanted to do that. They wanted to stay themselves and so they did what they had to do. They they quit the biz. 
in, uh, for humanity's sake. So all the haters out there that say, you know, they haven't made an album in, in eight years, so who cares? I care because, you know, they were going to be DJing for ghosts, ghosts who are possessive, possessive ghosts. I think we have to make us like a, a signified, you know, category for these kind of ghosts. And, you know, pee ghosts, I think is, you know, for possessive pee ghosts, that might be a, a good name for that. These pee ghosts were going to possess Daft Punk to make a terrible album. They were going to come out with the next album that was just going to be garbage. And I'm not saying that, you know, ghosts can't make good music. I'm just saying that ghosts aren't Daft Punk. Daft Punk are alive. They're, you know, two French guys. Very nice. Like, like Rob said, they're our friends. And they make Daft Punk music, not ghosts. So it just wouldn't have sound, you know, the same. It wouldn't have had that same thump and, you know, tone that they bring to the table. And so we have to, you know, clap our hands, tap, pat them on the shoulders. Drinks are on us next time, guys. And, you know, sorry to see you go, but I'm glad that you did what you did. It's courageous. It is like we, of course, what we're trying to, the line we're trying to draw here is, of course, we want a more ghost inclusive society, but we can't sacrifice ourselves and our bodies for that goal. You know, there needs to be consensus and mm -hmm. consent. Yes. Um, and that's important. And it's something we're going to have to navigate for some time. And it's totally okay if you're not comfortable to say no and walk away before you get possessed by a ghost that you don't want to be possessed by. Yes. That's the issue is that as ghost leaning people, we do have the ability to get possessed. And sometimes you want to get possessed. And sometimes you ask a ghost if, if they will possess you. And sometimes they agree. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they will ask you if you want to get possessed. Sometimes you agree. Sometimes you don't. But it's unfair when the P ghosts go inside you without the P word, permission. And that's what you need. You need permission. And you need to have the ceremony because if not, things happen. Parts of a ghost will get lodged inside of you. And in fact, you know, when you sit down for too long and then you get up and you feel that strange tingling, that's because a ghost was sitting in that same place. And when you got up, of course, it ran away, but it lodged a part of its soul in your body. And it takes that time for it to, to pull it out. All that needle feeling you, you get, that is a ghost pulling out their soul from that part of your body. So consent is key. You know, we'll say it a million times. And possession is something that has to be taken seriously especially when it's happening to people at night, you know, in clubs surrounded by ghosts, they don't know, even know what ghost is possessing them. It could be the ghost of, you know, an evil person. It could be the ghost of, of a dog. It could be the ghost of a Pokemon. Now, this is something that we haven't talked about. We've talked about plenty of ghosts. We've talked about interdimensional, you know, interplanetary, intercontinental you know these kind of ghosts we're used to ghosts in the white house sure we could talk about those all day we've categorized them you know, in, in a scientific paper that we're writing 
but we've never talked about video game or anime or manga ghosts. And I think it's time for us to finally turn the corner and talk about some real deal ghosts that we interact with on a daily basis. This is a huge phenomenon. Like this is something that's been building for years. I think for us in the land that is currently known as the United States, this is a phenomenon that really took off 20 years ago or so. And, but, you know, this is also having a tradition that goes back to Japan. So we're talking about 50 plus years of this particular thread. Uh, now, you and I, you know, where we're from, we're going to talk mostly about how it's affecting us in the United States, but just, just keep in mind, and also, you know, for our listeners out there, if you want to know more about this subject, there's so much more to dive into. This is just the tip, you know, um, as we're saying too, this goes, this is a very deep, deep subject, and this is the first time that we're bringing it up. So this is this is like a, a mousse bouche, a little a little taste flavor yes. profile, but we do encourage you all to to go in much deeper if it calls you because this is a huge subject. It's uh, like an iceberg, and we are barely trying to keep our heads above water here. This is truly you know something that is a titanic effort that we are trying to undertake here. So. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. It's not like Beetlejuice. No one's going to show up. It's not mystical in the way that it's branded. It's branded as pocket monsters, right? Monsters that you have in your pocket. They fight for you. It's some kind of, you know, um, symbiotic relationship, possibly. You give them affection and caring. They fight for you to the death. In a lot of ways, it is like cockfighting or, you know, dogfighting, except there is uh, communication, more communication. These things, these creatures, these Pokemon, they can talk back. And it is revealed through the, the lore of Pokemon that these Pokemon have souls. They literally have souls, just like humans do, which means that their form of communication, which is you know, not like ours, but it is in its own category. They speak within their own language. They have their own thoughts. They have their own emotions, their own families. They're probably their own religion. And just because we don't understand it, you know, is, is no reason to erase it and no reason to ignore it and to, you know, make them into our, our monsters. But that's not really, you know, the, the ethics of Pokemon is not what we're really touching you know we might touch on it a little bit but that's not really where we're diving into because the spirit of, of pokemon is what we're really interested in where it comes from how they have them and also the fact that there are pokemon that are ghost type pokemon so there's a difference there's ghost pokemon and there are ghost type pokemon Meaning, then now, now this is something that you know Darwin in the Origin of Species talks about. He says that in in the Pokemon lore, he references in, in in the liner notes that 
the ghost type Pokemon evolved being sentient of ghosts, knowing that ghosts were able to go through walls, were able to do the things that the ghosts do, everyone knows, right? These ghost types were able to mimic. They have a spirituality level so high. They were able to mimic ghosts, meaning that they became more ethereal. They became, you know, the ability to float in the air, the ability to phase through walls became something that the, the corporeal body learned to do through evolution. Now, that is something scientifically that shatters what we here have in, in you know, reality on Earth. That is something that if we had that, if we had the ability to evolve into ghosts, I mean, that would change everything. I wouldn't have to open the door to go pee anymore. I would just go through the door. And that's the that's only one thing. So it's way more complicated than we ever talk about. And the fact that, you know, they kind of brand it as a Pikachu and a Charmander, and they don't really put the ghost in the front, I think is saying all they have to say about, you know, they're kind of pushing this aside and saying, you know, let's not talk about the ethics of the ghost that we're creating or the scientific breakthrough evolutionary link between you know man and ghost pokemon and ghost is something that they don't really you know off the bat talk about and you know i think this also really speaks to the time of when pokemon came out because this is you know context is key here as you said joe you know the idea of pokemon goes all the way back to darwin you know origin of species he talks about it you know, he talks about, you know, Bulbasaur becomes Ivysaur, which becomes mm -hmm. Venusaur. That's, you know, spelled out. Right. In, in science. You know, that's that's the basics. But, you know, when Pokemon became a cultural phenomenon in the 1990s, I think it's important to show, like, where we were in the world. You know, this was, it was a very um, ghost illiterate world. So I think you know, to their credit, you know, what Pokemon was doing was introducing people slowly. Because if they came out, you know, full force and, hey, guess what? We're proving ghosts and not just ghosts, but the complexities of ghosts. I don't know if it would have been received as well. So they put Pikachu on the face, like, you know, the cute little bunny mouse, mm -hmm. uh, you know, spark plug. And people get drawn in and you get drawn into the world and the further you get in it they slowly then start telling you the truth once they already have got you hooked and i think it's a really great lesson in interacting with the public and something we can all learn as well as we go out as we're learning everything we are in this podcast you know how can we go on and communicate that to the larger world that might not be as ghost receptive and I think that's a really important thing because look at the impact that's had, Gio. You know, you even have Lady Gaga calls her followers little monsters. They're basically her Pokemon. And oh. now we have Lady Gaga Oreos, kind of wow. like a communion wafer wow. of being a little monster. You know, I'm not sure about uh, many Pokemon generations. You know, we, we come from kind of, a time when they only had like 150 Pokemon. Now there's like a thousand, 
but I'm not totally sure if there isn't a Pokemon named Gaga. I mean, she could have taken that from the lore and kind of co-opted it. So, I mean, shout out to Lady Gaga for being so, you know, aware of of the past and, and using that in, in order to create her fandom. That's great. And here's the thing, you know, you're totally right when you say that bringing, you know, ghosts, sneaking it through the back door is the right way because it incepts you. You start to want to hunt for ghosts without even realizing you're paranormally interested because, you know, we were introduced to the, the Game Boy games with, with Pokemon and there are moments in the game where you are literally tracking down ghosts. And at first you're afraid they, you know, they have this power of fear over you. And as soon as you encounter one, you immediately run away. Now, of course, that's not where it ends because the creators of Pokemon, they realize that we need to overcome that fear, that initial wall that we all have. I mean, I'll say it. I was afraid of ghosts when I first encountered them. I was terrified. And it took that, you know, breaking of the wall, getting through that to see that, you know, there is a world of ghosts where you can recognize them. You can see their characteristics and you can categorize them. And that the science of it all makes it so that you're not so afraid. So when it came to this, you know, the video game showing us that in order to, to categorize them, you needed a, a stone to see them for what they were. Now they're bringing in, you know, energies, they're bringing in relics, they're bringing in all kinds of crystal energy. And I see, you know, Rob is, of course, in a room full of crystals. So you know much about this, but this is something that they gave, you know, as a mission to find this thing. And, and then to translate that into making it, you know, uh, the categorizing of ghosts. And exactly. I mean, that's the only reason why I learned about crystals was through Pokemon. You know, and even the way that they display it, you know, it, they don't always tell you everything directly, right? You know, first they had the red version, the blue version, the green version. Pretty soon... They had the emerald version, the silver version, the gold version. So we're getting into more complex metals and different sort of iconography as they progress. So as you can see, the further we go into this, the more complex that it gets. And Gio, you're sharing some really groundbreaking, you know, paranormal research. You know, a lot of the times, and you may be listening to this, and you might be saying, you know, this is a lot of kids stuff. <laughs> exactly yes. exactly this is a way to invite children into the paranormal universe and explain the more the most complicated aspects of the paranormal world through the lens of these pocket monsters now and and Jill, you're really you know open my, my eyes like this is the sort of paranormal research and explanations that i think is at the forefront of paranormal research and i don't hear anyone talking about this particular aspect of relationship with with ghosts and spiritualism and how it can interact with our you know everyday physical life 
uh, of this special sort of Pokemon that was created uh, through ghosts. And you were kind of alluding to this before. There are, there are ghost type Pokemon and there's also ghosts in Pokemon. And I think yes. we need to dive into that because that's a really complex idea. Wow. I mean, you're hitting the nail right on the head. These are the species of ghosts that they have categorized in the Pokemon lore is the most comprehensive probably outside of the, the Ghostbuster lore. And that's something that is, you know, not taken lightly. And that connection is something that I've seen over and over again as being almost like they're trying to tell the same kind of story. And let's get into the idea that the game itself is is an exercise in, in normalizing ghosts, in capturing ghosts, in communicating with ghosts. You can capture these Pokemon ghosts and the ghost types, meaning that you could learn of the characteristics that evolutionary basis will, will take over and, and try to become a ghost. And then you can learn from the actual essence of a spirit that is a spirit of a Pokemon. So you're getting the best of both worlds you're really grounded. Your your best friend is, you know, a laboratory scientist, this old man. And you can name yourself anything you want. You are your own avatar. So truly it is like a like you could put this on your resume. As a paranormal investigator, you could play every game of Pokemon that you played. Log the hours. You know, make sure you know how much time you've spent capturing ghosts because that translates into real world ghost hunting. And this, that's something that people don't really don't realize. Let's get into the idea that that little ball, that little ball that they capture Pokemon with, it takes their soul. It takes their soul and it synthesizes it. And that little soul inside of it is the Ghostbuster connection that we're talking about. Because what happens in Ghostbusters, they use a proton pack, they shoot a little laser, and it goes into a little, it's not a circle, it's like a rectangle. I mean, they modernized it, is all they did, is they use it into a sphere. But basically, it is ghost busting. And we learned that from Pokemon. So, it is groundbreaking stuff. I love it. And you know what's uh, even more interesting, Rob? Do you play Pokemon Go? Did you ever play it? You know, it's in in my work, spiritualism. I see so many ghosts just in my daily life. I felt like the addition of Pokemon Go as an extra layer on top of it, like energetically, would be too much. Like in my in my waking life, I play Pokemon Go all the time. But instead of Go, it's ghosts. Yes, you know, I mean, everywhere I go, yes. I, I'm seeing I'm seeing ghosts everywhere and i and my my goal isn't to capture them you know i i just want to to have a chat you know sit down and have some coffee um you know and and let yeah. them know to be careful because you know the coffee is just going to go through them it's going to get the floor wet someone might slip and, and then you'll have kind like, of conversations you have like 80 cups of coffee a day there's so many ghosts that you would see right exactly so you know i it's a it's a lot more um low-key uh, you know, sometimes it's just like a, hey, how's it going? Right. Um, so, you know, I get a lot of that in my in my daily life. Um, but but you're telling me you play Pokemon Go, Geo. 
Yeah, and I mean, they honestly should call it Pokemon Ghost, like you were saying, because truly, I mean, I have right now in my Pokedex, not even in my Pokedex, in my possession, I have captured more than 50 ghosts of different varieties, different powers. Not only that, okay, that, that'd be one thing, okay, this is over time I've captured these this many ghosts. I've been playing for a couple years now. Now, I have a contract right now with a professor, a laboratory scientist. Now, this is probably – he probably works for NASA. He says that in order for me to be able to learn the identity of a new ghost-type Pokemon, I must capture for him 40 different ghosts. I, I'm literally ghostbusting in this game. I'm, I'm a contract ghostbuster in Pokemon Go. And not that's not just me. That's millions of people. What's 40 times a million? No one knows. That's a number too high to really count. Calculators don't go that high. Now, that's, that's the amount of ghosts that this game is collecting. They're generating the souls, and they're asking for them back they're asking for them to be caught to be synthesized to be analyzed and then sent back this is something that millions of, pe of people do around the world i and it's not you know something that can be shrugged off this is reality and this is the reality that we have given to pokemon because like rob said it's 20 years 50 plus years really of pokemon and that means that all of this energy exists somewhere. We're throwing all of this energy somewhere. These ghosts exist in this reality. And the fact that I'm ghostbusting as well, and I haven't even talked about it, I'm on a ghost hunting show, Rob. We've literally been talking about ghosts for years. This is the first time we brought up Pokemon. What does that say about the power that Pokemon has, that it's able to sneak ghosts in so subversively that I didn't even realize that I was hunting ghosts this whole time. I mean, you know, slow clap for that. That is incredible work. They incepted me. I'm, 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 I'm a speechless, you know, and I, I did get recently an update, Geo. Once you discovered this and we started talking, I did see your LinkedIn update. You know, professional ghost hunter. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the Pokemon Academy. Uh, wow, you know, and I think to really that next step, right? Because Pokemon, like you said, it's all about sub being subversive almost and getting these ideas in our heads without realizing it. Now we're aware right now we we can use this information to a deeper level so you know you can then become that subversive agent you can start normalizing it even further mm. update your linkedin yes, you know in my special skills you know i put down you know when they put um they ask if you have any credentials or licenses you know i put down all of my gym gym you know, badges yeah badges. like and that makes a big difference you know i my last interview it was talking almost exclusively about that and he said you know it's like wow like 
you know, you used a Pikachu like yeah to get your Earth Gym badge. Like, how did you do that? That's you, you know, beat Giovanni with a Magic Carp. How did you do that? Also, let's just talk about real quick. The main villain is named Giovanni. That's my name. I've had to deal with that my entire life. Everybody, think about the persecution that I've that I've gone under. Everyone thinking that I'm evil, that I'm some kind of nefarious Team Rocket leader. It's not true. That I mean, that I don't want to, you know, get on a what do you call it, a crucifix here and and crucify myself in front of everybody. But I'm just gonna say, having that namesake, I, I've had to become a better person because of it. I've had to prove to people that I am not the Giovanni that they see in the in the video games. I'm better than that. But that's not been easy for me. I'll tell you that right now. And you know, Gio, I think they do that on purpose. Like we said, like none of this is accidental. I think that the creators of Pokemon are putting you through a test, you know, to, to test your strength because they know that the persecution that we would be under for producing this show and to tell the people the truth about ghosts, we are vilified mm-hmm. always. You know, I turn on the news. It doesn't matter if it's Fox, CNN, MSNBC. They're always talking down on, on ghosts in the scene. All the time, almost twenty four seven. It's it's really sad being the small fish in the in the large pond. You know, I feel like we did graduate to to the big leagues, but now it's like we're the punching bag of everybody, and they don't have verified sources. It's all un you know unverified sources that they're they're saying all this negative stuff about us. And I've heard the call to cancel Ghost in the Scene. I've heard them say that, trying to deep platform us. It's not going to happen. We're multidimensional. We've done nothing wrong except for tell the truth. And if, if you're going to you know, throw us on the fire for that, we're going to dance among the flames because we are truly you – know, we drink holy water for breakfast, baby. We're not going to go down that easy, sweetie. <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I'm getting into a, a strange impression. Maybe that's a ghost. Okay. Back to Pokemon real quick. I just wanted to bring up something from the, the lore that I've always found very interesting because it's not just the Pokemon that are you know having souls. They're also the people involved. And let's just talk about the name of the main character real quick. His name is Ash. Ash Ketchum, but let's just talk about his first name, Ash. Like ashes of, of a tree, ashes of, of burnt animals ashes of what we could talk about the you know how significant ash is when it comes to ceremonial practices there are plenty of times ash is used so he is a holy man i i believe ash is some kind of prophet some kind of like muhammad or abraham of some sort and then his friend his, his girlfriend, his name is Misty, the mist. Think about, you know, a prophet traveling along with a mist and then Brock with a rock, a stone to see the ghosts. Remember what the Sliff stone that we were talking about. So what we're saying is the, the names of the three main characters are literally what the game is about. They're telling us, right? 
you are ash. You are a holy, you know, ceremonial being going through the mist, walking alongside of the mist with a rock, a rock to see the ghosts for what they are. It's so beautiful how they're able to poetically place all of these, you know, little things here and there to make a larger puzzle that shows that this, this game, this anime manga is all about ghosts, but they don't make it the, the main centerpiece. And I love that, you know, at first I was a little confused and I think Rob, you really explained it to me. And I, I, I really, really appreciate how they were able to awaken my love of ghosts without actually making me aware that I was even in love with them. I think that's beautiful art right there. Of course, I mean, and this awakening took me a long time to really, you know, comprehend as well. You know, I had to walk away from Pokemon for a while for, to finally come back as something to, to truly see. And I, you know, and it took some fresh eyes to see what it actually was, because that's the spell that Pokemon puts you under. You know, it, you get really wrapped up into the game into the universe, really, to see what it's truly doing to you. But it's a beautiful thing. You know, and I remember as a little kid wishing that Pokemon were real. You know, mm -hmm. I would just be, I just walk home and say, you know, I, I wish Pokemon were real. But the thing is, like, they've, they've been here the whole time. Exactly. They, they are real. And they are, there are, and mostly, they're ghosts. Exactly. So you could imagine that a Gengar, a Haunter, they were at the UFC fight last night. They were there, front and center. The ghosts are real. They've categorized them. They've made them scientifically. And, you know, not only that, but the spirits of Pokemon exist. The spirit of Pikachu exists. The spirit of any a Snorlax is real. And in fact, you know, last thing about, you know, this whole, I mean, not the last thing, there's so much more, but just for, for this episode, I feel like this is so much information, but there is a, a Pokemon in the lore that is created from the spirit of a human child. I mean, if you think about what that means for the science, for the, the actual paranormal research that we're doing here. We're saying that if you were to die, your soul could then transform itself from a human into a Pokemon. That is post-mortem evolution. I've never heard of that before. Groundbreaking. You know, like they, like you said, you're working with a NASA scientist for this re research. Mm-hmm. They have the, the best and brightest minds out there in, in paranormal research. And unbeknownst to us, you know, they've recruited us and, and they recruited you specifically to do this work, to be a part. You know, you're basically on the Pokemon Street team. Wow. It's, it's like, here's the thing. Pokemon Go is a game that I play with my friends sometimes. It's great because, you know, now that we're in quarantine, you can kind of coordinate online and play together at the same time. And, you know, there are open air parks that you kind of walk, you need socially distance. And I'm literally on the street. 
I am boots on the ground. And I have an entire team. I'd say 10 to 15 people truly on my team that I see probably on a monthly basis. We go to parks. We are boots on the ground. We are hunting ghosts down. And I had no idea how much power there was in those numbers that I have and in the community that the Pokemon Go community has. But truly, I mean, when I think about all of the ghost hunting, all of the different teams I see out there, it is a global phenomenon. It is normalizing ghosts. It is, I think, championing, you know, ghost awareness. And I, I just want to say a big thank you to the Pokemon team for making that a reality for us because it's a lot of work to shoulder ourselves because we've been trying to normalize ghosts for a long time, Rob and I. But having that baseline of people just even accepting ghosts as being, you know, a thing, a lot of the credit goes to Pokemon. And so, you know, this isn't the last time we're going to talk about them, but definitely this is opening my eyes to the idea that, you know, ghosts in animes, ghosts in video games are way more prevalent. They're way more talked about in, in like a normal sense. They're like a main like factor of the storyline most of the time. And I think that's something that we have to start kind of bringing to attention to people because there's so many times that people talk about how ghosts aren't really a centerpiece of society. And I think that they're just so wrong. We need to have the proof to show them. You know, all these shows are giving you evidence. You're just not too, you know, aware that it's, it's coming that way. You're, you're here for entertainment and not for a scientific lecture. But in reality, you're getting a scientific lecture in the form of entertainment. And that's the beautiful thing. And, you know, and I, we hope that you're just as entertained while listening to our show and, and learning a lot about ghosts at the same time. So we're going to continue in that spirit, you know, and we tried really hard to get Satoshi Tajiri on, on the show today, the, the creator of Pokemon. You know, he's a busy guy though. You know, he's, he's trying to catch them all. And that takes a lot of work. And, you know, one thing we were going to ask him, and we're, we know that Satoshi, you're a listener of the show. You know, I was really hoping to ask him this one question, Gio, because this would also like break wide open really showing the the prevalence that Pokemon has on our culture. Satoshi Tajiri, are are you actually, you know, the, the also the Satoshi Nakamoto, the supposed creator of Bitcoin? Whoa. It makes so much sense if it is, Rob. A Bitcoin is like a pocket coin that is virtual a pokemon is a pocket monster that is that is a virtual this is incredible we'll we'll leave uh satoshi with that question open-ended cliffhanger we'll see if we get an answer by ne by next week and we might you know broadcast that live with his consent of course wow rob wow that is mind-blowing um let's call it there Everybody, I hope you learned a lot. I hope you came to realize that you are so much more powerful than you realized, that you ever thought you could be, that you've been capturing ghosts this whole time.
you don't have to fear anymore because it's like that thing where you know the the daddy is pushing the child on the bike on the you know and they say you know don't let go daddy i'm afraid i'm gonna fall and the daddy has has been a ghost the whole time and actually they've let go of the bike and they're they've been biking themselves this whole time that's how it is with with, with this pokemon thing you've been capturing ghosts virtual ghosts this whole time you're a certified paranormal expert just like we are so take that expertise into your real life and stay in the scene keep your eyes on the screen and don't let anyone tell you that pokemon is something that shouldn't be dealt with anymore a phase something to grow out you know it is a lifestyle it is a mission that has been given to all of us, you know, to be our very best, the best that ever was. Mm. So, you know, you have that in you and we can all live up to that. And it's very inspiring and be inspired. That's beautiful. We love you guys. Take care. We'll see you guys next week.